this is Gerard Fox with another episode of The Verdict is In. And as I promised, I have been providing many interesting guests. This show will become a radio program. So for all of you who enjoy listening, keep passing the word on. This is a public service. This is intended to educate you, the consumer, or the businessman, or woman, or the new general counsel where she's been elevated and she's looking for some information beyond just lawyers. I have here uh, Von Dam. She is a business coach for people who have too little time and crave more profitable business. Now, think about that for a moment. How many of you business owners you want more time for yourself, but you want to be more profitable? And have you ever linked the two together? Well, that's what we're going to talk about. Through her Be the CEO of Her Life program and private coaching, she's here to help you double your turnover, your profit, while making it all feel like a breeze. I have to tell you, I've got to figure that out. And she has to get you to reduce drastically your working hours. And when she's not coaching, You can find her indulging in beach walks or having a sparkly glass of champagne somewhere exotic. Stop working 24-7, bring back fun and ease in your business, and get ready to double your profits at amaze, M-A-M-A-Z-E hyphen yourself.com. Now, this is, and I want to tell for most of my audience, they're business owners or they're people who are lawyers or professionals, accountants, doctors. And, you know, I can tell you, discussion will revolve around this. You know, I get up with the intention to do something for myself, take a long walk, or, and then the calls come in, keep coming in, keep coming in, keep coming in, and it's 7 a.m., 7 p.m. rather, and I'm exhausted. I've skipped a meal, I've drank too much coffee, and I kind of just slumber into watching the news and fall asleep at 10 o'clock. I mean, that is unhealthy. So let me start with this. Yvonne, why did you start your business? And let's talk about what you were doing before you started this business and what was the inspiration, the huge light bulb that went off that brought you to this point? Well, Jerry, I was a bit like you. I, I'm a tax lawyer by trade. So um, I worked crazy hours and I worked in multinational. So it was all around the clock, always on calls, webinars, traveling all the time and it was exhausting, but I loved it because I loved what I did. I was great at um, at my work and I did venture into consultancy. I did a lot of change management, but the pressure was always there. And at a certain point of time, I lived in South Africa and there I was combining actually two roles. I was setting up a tax practice, but I was also participating in a change management practice. And as you can imagine, at a certain that it just became too much. So I thought, okay, I need to change something because I want to have a life and I want to live and I want to enjoy uh, the fruits of my labor. So I started to really reprioritize and to really focus only on the things that would give me the results that was actually, those were important. And by doing that, it made such a tremendous difference. In the beginning, I thought, oh, everybody will be on to me. I'm missing so many emails. I can't do this. And it was just life-changing. And then I moved to London. And again, I joined a, a multinational there. And the pressure was even higher in London. And I just kept on it. And I felt that it was so life-changing that I thought, this is what I need to share with people because you can be successful. You can have great results at what you do, but still have a life and enjoy it. So 
that's how I basically went through it myself. And that's what I teach people now. Wow. First of all, that's amazing. I can't tell you how many of my own clients are trapped in their own success. They don't want to lose it. They don't want to let go. They don't know how to pull back and yet trust that they'll do better. What tips do you like to share for those that are listening and who have too little time and too much responsibility? Well, I think for me, it all comes down to priorities. And too often we are too busy with things that aren't important and that aren't urgent or that someone else could do. So the main question is really, what are your priorities and what are they really? Because often we also like to be busy. That's um, a common thread. Let's be honest. If you ask somebody, how are you doing? They will always say, I'm so busy. It's like a trend, you know, the more busy you are, the more successful you are. So what are your true priorities? And what are the things that you really want to achieve in life? And then I mean life, not just business, because there's much more to life than work. And as soon as you start really taking into account all of that, then you will, by default, start living a more successful life in the broader sense. You will really, really make time for the things that are important to you. And I promise you, your clients or whoever you're working with, they will still get the attention they need and you will still obtain the results, but it will be much easier and much more delightful. Let's just, I'm going to make myself um, the guinea pig here. Okay. So that the audience can learn something. I have, with my wife, 11 children. Our youngest now is, is, a, is a senior ready to go to college. We have a dog. We have a busy household. And I have a firm that is in both Los Angeles and in New York, possibly soon to be in Delaware, Nashville, and Charleston with smaller offices. I try big cases all over the country. People call me at all hours. I sleep with my phone on the side of my bed. If I were to, now I've already got a plan I'll share with you at the end. So we'll see if I've, if I've moved down the right path. But for me, generally, I've woken up so many times and said, I've got to get up and I've got a full gym and go exercise at six in the morning. Uh, sometimes I've done that for two weeks, six in the morning, you know, get up at five, what's dark, exercise at six. But I found myself still exhausted because while I had some more energy from the exercise, I was now waking up three hours earlier, but the days weren't getting shorter for me. They were going longer, calls packed in at the end. So how does the person pull back enough and yet still see the results you're talking about? Yeah. Well, there are a couple of things, to be honest. First of all, the question would be really, do you want to exercise or do you feel you have to? That would be one of my questions. So do you want it or do you, is it just because people, I don't know, tell you, you look better when you work out? I don't know. It's a combination of things. I mean, I do feel better when I exercise and I feel like the first, the days would start off really well because I'd be high energy out of sweated out toxins and that was all good. And it was 45 minutes, 50 minutes. But anyone listening now, I'm sharing, I'm opening up. I mean, during the day, if it got really stressful, I'd find myself snacking on I'm vegan, but there's also you know sugary vegan crap. And I would start eating that stuff as without even noticing I was eating yeah. during the day and yeah. that would make me sleepy and tired at night. So then that's something else you have to get on top of. But that seems like another responsibility. Like, okay, now I'm, you know, trying to become Mr. Perfect. 
I'm going to work out in the gym and I'm going to make sure I don't eat that sugary stuff, but I still have all the other stuff I'm doing. So I'm, I'm, so for me, the question I'd have for you, the million dollar question is, where do you find that exit ramp? How do you find it and still balance everything? Yeah. With respect to the cravings, I would say don't start everything at the same time. So if you are bound to start with the workout, keep the cravings for now. Because that's the one mistake everybody makes. You're saying it, I need to be perfect. Nobody needs to be perfect. First of all, perfect is boring. And second of all, it's undoable. So if you're like, okay, let me start with something that I feel most drawn to right now, which by the sounds of it is a workout, start with a workout. But then don't, I I was going to really, I tried the six hour thing as well, because there's this amazing book. It's called The Miracle Morning and it's lovely but it says that you need to wake up at six. Well, personally, I'm a night owl. I don't like to wake up at six. If I wake up at six, it means I go to bed earlier than my partner. And I can tell you one thing, it's not good for my love life. So I'm not doing that anymore, right? So don't fool yourself by saying I need to wake up three hours early. Why would you work out 50 minutes? There is an amazing app, and this is how I started my workout, which is called Seven Minute Workouts. Now. Seven-minute workout, it's researched by the New York Times. There's no excuse in the world that you have that you can't miss seven minutes. It's a workout that's a full-body thing. Uh, You don't need weights or anything, and you will feel better. And that's the key to changes. The thing is that we always go full in because we want it so badly. So we start with a workout. We wake up at six or maybe even five, and we want to go ahead for an hour. Don't do that because that's full throttle and it's adding to your workload there's no more pleasure in that but for example seven minute i'm just saying that because it worked really well for me and it works for my clients there's no excuse so if you work out seven days for seven minutes it's still more than one day and then stopping again falling off the wagon feeling bad beating yourself up so really make it simple and make it doable If you don't like a workout or fitness, but you like to walk, I would say make it a habit to walk the dog or do something like you can't talk to your daughter who lives with you at home. Make it a habit to walk with your daughter after dinner so you have the quality time. There are many ways to find it. But then also, if you're working out or taking the dog for a walk, switch off your phone. Yes, that seems to be so important. And do you meditate? Yes. Where do you see the value in meditation? Because I know many, many top executives, men and women who are running big companies or have a lot of responsibility or charitable organizations, they meditate. What would you have to say about that? Well, I personally love meditation because it really helps me to stop that crazy monkey in my mind. We all have it, that little voice that keeps yapping day and night that tells us we need to do more, we need to do better. And that's what meditation really is for, to still that, to let go of all these emotions, to come up with great ideas, to get inspiration. And I meditate, I like to do it first thing in the morning. But it's depending on how my day looks like, whether I do a 30-minute meditation or a five-minute meditation. And also, there are many meditations you can do while getting ready. So while you're shaving or while you're brushing your teeth, there's meditations as well. A lot of people think, you know, you need to sit still. And it works brilliantly if you sit still. And it works brilliantly if you just sit there and focus on your breathing. But when you're really busy and when you're stressed, that's hard. So then my recommendation would be start with a guided meditation. 
And that's really, really helpful because it gets you silent. You can pick the topic you want to explore. And then in five minutes, you will feel a world of difference. So I like to do it in the morning, but I also do it during the day when my day gets ahead of me and I feel there's so much going on and I can't cope and I want to scream, but all I feel is like I need to do this, 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 this. That's the perfect time for a quick meditation and you will feel energetic again because you spoke about that. That's really very helpful. What's the secret to doubling your income? tied into this kind of slowing down the monkey in your head and trying to balance the stress and not just give your whole day over to your stress. What is the secret? My sense here is that I'm learning to delegate is part of the answer, but what is the secret? Well, the secret is basically to set goals and to be very specific on what you want to achieve. And then once you've set your goals, then the key word, and that's the secret, is focus. And what we tend to do is we don't focus. We do everything, and that's where your question comes in. Do I delegate more? Well, if you want to be successful, yes. And there are different ways of looking at what you should do. But the question is always, what should I do now? Ask yourself that every time when you want to pick up something, is it this? What should? Do I really have to or do I want to? I, do I need to do it or someone else? Do, do I do it or do I delegate it? And now, if you ask yourself that question, you will see that more often than not, you don't have to do it, but somebody else is actually better at it. And if you're talking about, you have currently two locations, but you're thinking about to extending to five, I can imagine as the founder that this is something you need to be busy with at a certain level. And there is a lot more delegation that needs to go on. So it's really asking yourself, if I want to grow, if I want to get more results, what are the things that get me those results? Because those are the things we need to focus on. And most likely, that's not answering an email that comes in at 10, because it can't be. It can be, of course, but you know that often you're doing things that you shouldn't or aren't that important or can wait or most likely could be dealt with by somebody else. Yes. I went to a facility in the Los Angeles area and listened to very successful people 20 years ago. And the one thing I did do, which helped me, was I spent a lot of money on an executive assistant, not somebody who did litigation filings or did the work that our firm does for which we get paid, but somebody who would one of the things the person noted is that if you make your own phone calls, you are calling a person who may or may not be there and you're talking to their assistant and you may have to call several times and you then have to work through when, when the two of you can talk because they're busy, you're busy. And so they said, you shouldn't be doing that. I mean, that, that's not something if you're running a company that you should be doing. So my executive assistant spends her whole day when I tell her I want to speak to a group of people trying to reach them and match our schedules and decide when we're going to talk. So that's one less thing for me to do. Also, she will remind me because I get lost in my day when I need to end things or start things and gives me a update email that tells me what I'm doing in the morning. We call it an AM PM and the afternoon and we'll move things around. And then that extends into other things that she can do that I don't need to do. 
filling out forms that are sent to me for certain things. And uh, she does a lot. So I'll share that with the audience. That was something that took a lot of things off of my plate. Once in a blue moon, I will get the person who's like, or do you think you're so important? You're not making your own phone calls. And really that's just a cranky person. I dismissed that. Of course, I'm, that isn't the issue. But well, let me tell you, I sat down and I've listened to you. I've heard you talk and certainly your message kind of hangs in the air above me. There's a better way, but I'm too busy to get to it, right? Isn't that ironic? There is a better way and I'm very intelligent, but I, I can't get to it. So part of it is is knowing yourself, I think. So while I always have fashioned myself as a big city person and I've lived in New York and LA and I have my two offices there. I started to realize that when I came off these huge trials and arbitrations, I had an arbitration with six weeks against four of the biggest firms in the country. I was exhausted, tired to the bone and uh, 20 hour days. You know, I come home and I tell my wife, I, we need to go on a vacation. I need to shut it down. Well, I started to hear about a place called Kiowa Island off the coast of South Carolina, which was built by a group of business people who didn't want to uh, disturb the environment. So what they did was they, it's a jungly island, with beach. They put in a hotel that has a spa and a couple of golf courses and tennis courts. The rest of it, marshes, ponds, alligators, deer, bobcats are all left in place. And if you build a house there, you can only build it, uh, but you can't clear all the, the brush away. So there's palm trees and it looks like a jungle. They spray with an organic compound so that you, there's no bug infestation, and they really take care of the water and the reef around it. So I went there, and I realized that Charleston's not that far away. I went to Richmond for college in the South, that I really need to have tried some cases in the South, but that if I move my primary residence now that our kids are done with school and go off to college and off to their own lives, that I could actually, and the pandemic taught me this, do this when I'm not in trial, I can manage my firm anywhere. So then I asked myself, well, what's the best environment for me? Is it the big city with the lights and the moving cars and all the traffic? Or is it the small island? By the way, on that island, they don't have a gas station or a strip mall or a shopping center of any type. You have to drive off the island, which is a short bit. It's like 10 minutes. It's a small island, but when you get off of it, then you have the gas and everything. And I thought, I never was more relaxed because you can't have spotlights or anything because it bothers the animals. So it's very dark and it's very natural. But in that natural setting, everything is five minute walk from the beach and it's a 14 mile beach. So I got up every morning I was there and I was working while I was there, walked the entire beach in the morning. It, it just compelled me. I slept soundly at night because there wasn't noise interruption. I was so productive when I was there with the whole firm they all noticed. They all said, my God, you're so productive and you're on top of everything. But it was because I, and for me, where I meditate is the beach on a beach walk and seeing animals around me. And of course, I remember I read about Indians and I, you know, kind of subscribed to the view that the more human beings are around nature, the more settled their soul is. So we're selling our house in LA and renting a place like we do in New York in Manhattan beach, close to my office. I will need to visit this office and I'll have trials here as well as you know everywhere else. But you know, I only have three or four, maybe six, eight big trials a year that might go three, five, six, eight weeks. I mean, you never know. Those are the things I really must do because there's no replacing me in doing that. Although I did hire a lawyer in LA who can try maybe the 
next level down of cases, as well as me, and run that office because it's going to be further away. And New York is now only an hour and 38 minutes away. So if I really want to go see a Broadway play or go do a series of meetings and run the big city, I can with my wife. But this is a big move. The air is cleaner. The air quality is fresher. And, you know, I'm going to take up golf, which is something I did when I was a kid on the weekends as opposed to working all the time. And I'm very committed to this because of just the experience I had in that one week where everybody was remarking about my productivity and how much happier I sounded. So I share that with the audience. It isn't always easy to make that kind of a pivot and life change. I was talking to one of my clients who runs a huge video game company, one of the biggest in Europe, and he was living in Poland. He moved his family to an island off the coast of Spain. His company has doubled in size. So I'd love to hear your comment on this, but somehow if you can rearrange your life, it might not be a major move. It might be something else than what you say is true. Yeah. Well, first of all, I really, the way you describe it, I'm like, show me the island because I would love to be there. It sounds amazing. And I think the reason for me is very clear why you were more productive is because you took more rest. And you went for that beach walk, which is a workout, and you meditated and you slept better. And that's so funny that you say that because this is where we all go wrong. Like you said, I skip a meal because I kept working behind my computer. That's what we do, right? Because you're so busy and you keep going. But it's actually the key to being more productive is taking a step back, is taking that relaxation time. If you build that in more, and I know it sounds counterintuitive, but you get more productive by being more rested. So, And I love that you say it's knowing yourself because I'm like you. I love the beach. I live two minutes from the beach. So it's one of the reasons why I got myself a dog because the dog needs to go out. So I have no excuse or I need to clean the floor, but I I have to go out. So I take him to the beach and it's more therapeutic for me because I'm relaxed there. Then I think he doesn't really care. But that's the thing. There are so many more ways that are available to us. You're, You're right. Not everybody is able to move, but there are many things you can do to really build in that time. And what you said about being in nature, um, there was a study conducted and people, 90% of the people said they got more happy by being in nature. Now, if you're debating whether you should have a lunch break outside or not, and if there's somewhere where there's a bit of nature, it doesn't have to be huge, but it can be even a park. Imagine what it will do immediately and how much better you will feel going back into the office and getting back to work. So those are the the little things you can do that have a massive impact on your results and on your productivity. Yeah. When I was there for, you know, I went for a while just to unplug with my wife and I started to journal after the first two days because people were telling me, Jerry, you're a machine and you're, you're so, you seem so much happier. And the notes that I took, and I'm sharing this with the audience, is, you know, when I'm in Manhattan, we have a place in the West Village, which is the quieter part of Manhattan, but our offices are right in the center of it all on 55th and 6th. There's days I feed off of that for sure, you know, where I'm walking down the street after a big win or out of court after a big victory, but it's the noise pollution, which you get used to and you grow thick skin, but it's cabs honking, people yelling noise that goes all the way through the night when you're sleeping. And then in LA, 
I moved to a peninsula, but even in our peninsula, it's commercialized and there's, you know, cars going by late at night and there's a helicopter above, you know, and now there's the issue of all these fires, which is you can't go out of your house some of the time, it stresses you out because you can't breathe these carcinogens, you know, and if I drive to work, it's an hour and a half in a car, my back's starting to hurt. So what I noticed was there, I woke up naturally. I didn't, before my alarm, because there's birds galore and they're chirping, but man, it's a lot nicer to wake up to birds than a honking cab or, you know, a helicopter flying over your house. I realized that when I went outside, I saw immediately, man, thick brush, you know, palm trees, and and I would see a deer. And, you know, and then I'd go down to the beach and see some deer, because now I'm up, I might as well go walk the beach. And I would leave my cell phone behind, come back, shower, get behind a, a laptop, and I felt like a different person. So I'm making this big change. Charleston also is a smaller city, but a city that we can, I'm already meeting some potential clients. I have a client that really wants us to be in Nashville, and we have a lot of cases in Delaware. But I would recommend, I would say this, Yvonne is a, a spokesperson for this. I mean, it comes out of her. It's what she experienced. And I didn't know this until this interview in her own life. So she's a believer in the purest sense that if you adjust something in your life in a way that works for you, you can be more productive and, and happier and, and more profitable. Yvonne, how do people get in touch with you? The easiest way is to go to my website, which is Amaze. So it's from Amazing, Amaze Yourself, hyphen. There's a hyphen between it. So it's amaze-yourself.com. Or you can send me an email, which is Yvonne at amaze-yourself.com. And by the way, you have a book that you recently published, How to Improve Your Work-Life Balance with 50 Proven Tips. Is that available on Amazon? It's available on my website as well, yes. And the funny thing is, uh, Jerry, that um, everybody might buy the book and they think, oh, I'm going to read it. And we all have those stack of books next to our bedside table that we want to read one day and we never get through it, right? I envision that. So my book is, if you do not have a lot of time, there's a section at the back that will actually help you to incorporate my three most important tips that will help you to improve your work-life balance instantly. And if you follow that for a week, you will get the same results you got on your island. I promise you that. So check it out. Buy the book. Can you throw one tip out to my audience? I'm not going to ask all three because they got to buy your book. Start your day. Asking yourself, what are my three most impactful actions of the day? My three, only three. And that can be take a walk at the beach, but most likely there's some work related. And there are three things and you start your day with that. And only when you've done those, you move on to the next. Well, I can't thank you enough. And for the listening audience, look, I think we as human beings, you know, I I see all the arguing going on now on the news and between political candidates and people being angry and there's anger and that takes up energy. And then on top of it, you have your job and you're, you're a restaurant owner. You're worried about whether you're laying off your staff and there's so much stress in the world. And I think that we're not programmed to try to find solution to our lives that allows us to enjoy life. And so if you're like me and you're lost in this crazy globe of your own success, but you're just dizzy and kind of lost. I would direct you to Yvonne, read her book, 
get in touch with her. She will coach you and you will thank her. So this is the best advice I can give any of you. And really, please run towards it. Thank you so much, Jerry. Lovely to be here. Yes. Have a great day. You too. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.